This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. I erroneously reported that Kay Smythe was on the show today. She's going to be on tomorrow. Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson, will join us next hour. And we're going to talk the impeach word, yeah, the I word. Didn't want to shock you there. And then also yesterday on Capitol Hill, it was grilling season for uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, and the uh, the Republicans took their gloves off. And it's about time because um, you know they we need to we need to have him retire, and so we can just go looking for the precious because that's where his heart is. It's getting the precious. So. <laughs> get to that in a few minutes i do want to mention uh, i mentioned last hour interest rates have soared to the highest level since 2001 uh, i don't know about you but i got kind of hosed in the 1998 uh, banking crisis we had a house in maryland and it was a mess and and here we are now uh right now because the interest rates are so high if you have a home or you purchase one for four hundred thousand dollars you're paying more than a thousand dollars more a month than you would have uh, before Joe Biden became the president. So, you know, if you're depending on your home for your nest egg, uh, you're going to have to you're going to have to be careful and you're going to have to find the right time to to uh, sell and and who knows what the government's going to do. What I would suggest is you consider taking some of your portfolio and investing it in precious metals. I go with Swiss America because they have an A-plus rating from the BBB. They also have this wonderful, uh, this thing called a war on cash. And there is. They're trying to create a digital currency, and they're trying to control currency. You don't have access to it, and they could shut you down. And so you're going to need something. You're going to need something physical. It's good to have. So what I would recommend is you, is you write down this number. Grab a pen, if you would, real quick. You owe it to yourself to write down this number, and when you do text or call, make sure to mention my name, Rob Carson, okay? Here it is, 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646. There is an all-out war on cash and digital currency as well, and if you want to learn about it, just go there. Get the secret war on cash free. Mention Rob Carson when you call or text, 800-289-2646. Or you can go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. That's a little bit easier for you. SwissAmerica.com slash Carson and learn about it. My wife and I are, uh, we are cashing in an IRA, uh, a smaller IRA that I had. When I sold cars, something good can come out of it. Uh, message and data rate supply is what it is. So, so yesterday, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas appeared on uh, Capitol Hill. 
and uh, we all know what's going on. And, and to me, I'm trying to think what what he what is he in? What what has he got invested here? I mean, why would he uh, be so uh, separated from his duties? Why could he uh, intentionally blow up? the responsibility of the southern border, knowing that everyone under his command knows that he's a weasel, an awful, awful human being. What's, what's he getting out of this? I, I just kind of wonder, what the heck is he getting out of this? Because it's very clear he's derelict in his duty. Uh, honestly, please somebody defend uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. You, you'll move to the front of the line, 800-922-6680. All you have to do is explain why he's let 7 million people come across our border, the greatest invasion in our country's history. All you got to do is explain that away. 800-922-6680. Please try to defend this man. Unless you're, you know, you're a, you're a communist and want the country to fall. Then you could probably defend him. I got some audio coming. Let's go to Dave in Crownsville, Maryland. Hello, Dave. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob, I really enjoy your show. Two quick things. Yeah, yeah. Rob, how would you expect anybody to come out normal if they grew up in the Biden family? I mean, like Hunter Biden. He grew up in the yeah. Biden family, and he watched Daddy shower with his teenage sister. How would yeah. you ever expect anybody to come out normal under those circumstances? And the other thing, I don't know anything about the law, but I do know one thing. You don't piss the judge off. And they're <laughs> continuing to do that even after this thing. <laughs> stupid incident they pulled they're blaming the judge's clerk for the mistake even this morning i saw i read they're, they're continuing to do that Dude, look what they did dave look what they did with the cocaine when the cocaine was discovered they tried to blame it on people who are working there these are employees that you know maybe doing some drywall maybe doing some contracting and they're going to try and blame it on these people who don't get paid anything i mean nothing compared to joe biden and hunter biden and half the people working in that building this is what they do they were ready to throw uh, people under the bus including this clerk absolutely and these these people that read the Washington Post, there was a bigger article on um, Mitch McConnell's um, problem. Yeah, or whatever it was, on yeah. Whole, on the whole Hunter Biden issue and that, that worthless Washington Post. I don't know who would pay a penny to read that. Um, yeah, nobody's reading it. I mean, nobody really is reading the Washington Post anymore. I mean, there are people in Washington, D.C. who have been taking it for years, and they and they like it. Uh, there, and there, there are people who finally understand what the Washington Post is all about, and uh, and their their uh, influence is, is shrinking dramatically, as are the, the influence of CNN. Newsmax has beaten CNN in key demos, and, and, uh, and, and uh, uh, ABC, CBS, NBC, nobody watches them really anymore, and The View, as a a paltry audience and, and Fox has blown up since they got rid of Tucker Carlson. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, they're, they're going to, they have to suffer from this as well yeah. uh, because they've towed the party line and, and I, and I hope and pray that they, uh, they do Dave, but uh, I mean, uh, do you feel better yesterday when you saw this happen? Did you kind of feel like, cause going in, I thought either just, he's going to get his deal and we're going to, you know, we're going to have to suffer with it. And yeah, so I did, I did Rob, but you know what? They never they never get in trouble, you know, so I don't know how this is going to turn out. But these Bill Clinton committed so many crimes, but they never get in trouble. You know, they, I know. they never have problems. I know, brother. All right. Thanks for the call. I do appreciate it, buddy. You know, it's funny. I, I saw Jill Biden trending on uh, Twitter, which is now X, I guess, whatever. I think X. Yeah. And, and it's funny. This is Bill Stevenson, the ex-president of Jill Biden. 
and and she he was on uh, Greg Kelly's show last night, and this is to show you what kind of absolute bleep holes that the Bidens are. Listen to what happened when he and Jill got divorced. They lost the house, and Jill had to come to the lawyer's office and sign off the. I'll try that again. And this is when my problem started. All right, here we go. In 1982, they lost the house, and Jill had to come to the lawyer's office and sign off the deed of a house in downtown Newark. It wasn't even our beautiful home at Ocasso or my home at the beach that I own corporately with friends. Mm. It was a house that was worth thirty-five, dollars $40,000, and now it's worth a fortune. But here, here is where the problem was. Frankie Biden of the Biden crime family comes up to me and he goes, give her the house or you're going to have serious problems. Listen. I looked at Frankie and I said, are you threatening me? And uh, needless to say, about two months later, my brother and I were indicted for that tax charge for $8,200. Wow, isn't that amazing? <laughs> I mean, geez. wow. You, you got to kind of wonder what else has happened. You got to kind of wonder who's in jail. You got to kind of wonder who got raked over the coals. I mean, we know that uh, many associates of Donald Trump have been completely destroyed financially i mean we've had kt mcfarland on the show she had to leave the country for a while she lost everything and it is i mean it's it's remarkable it is it is absolutely remarkable and hopefully uh, this is going to be the hell to pay that we've been talking about and not the one on joe's head the hell to pay it's the, there's going to be hell to pay is what i'm trying to say this is matt gates opening up yesterday with uh, alejandro mayorkas the dhs secretary who not only has presided over uh, the evaporation of our border but also ushered in an era of censorship uh, 73 i believe government agencies involved in censoring conservative speech on all social network platforms it is quantified there is evidence here's matt gates removal sounds very different than actually removed so i'm not interested in the process i'm not interested in what people are subject to two million people encountered and released not the expulsions under title 42 not the criminals how many of those people have you deported? So, uh, Congressman, a few points. Number one. Just how many of the people? I just Here we go. Now, this is how it started. Uh, not answering the question. You're, you've gotten very familiar with this from everybody, every Democrat that comes before uh, a House panel. They always give nothing. We, we saw that when Christopher Wray was there a couple weeks ago. He said nothing. I want to know how many. If just I a may. number. Congressman, uh, we are dealing with a completely broken immigration system. I get system. it. I, no, 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 Mr. Secretary, I'm not. You broke it. I can let you burn my five minutes. Do you know the answer? Do you know the number of people out of that two million that you've removed that aren't criminals? I do know that okay. we have removed more aggravated felons. Right, I'm not asking about them. You, you, I, I've caveated that away, because here's what I'm, I'm sort of getting. Now, what uh, they did is the uh, Biden administration, the DHS, are giving these uh, passes into the country online. And this has stemmed the flow of people coming across like the Rio Grande at different, uh, uh, you know, uh, remote uh, locations and, and has caused people to go to official ports of entry.
Now, they're still getting in illegally. What they've done is they've expedited their entry. So all they have to do, same people, same people, no criminal background checks, anything. They're just signing up for the pass, showing up at a port of entry, and getting in anyway. So if anything, the Biden administration's making it a whole lot easier for them to get in. In these processing centers you've set up in other countries to just wave them all in at a rapid pace, You've had to shut them down in Nuevo Laredo because the cartels were standing outside extorting people. Isn't that right? Congressman, that is false. Oh, really? So why did you shut down that facility in Nuevo Laredo? Congressman, the the point of safe, orderly, and lawful pathways is to reduce the number of encounters at our southwest border. Uh But but wait a second. You've you've just shifted those encounters because right now, for the first time in modern history, more people are showing up at the ports of entry than running through some bush in yuma arizona yes. and the reason they're showing up the ports of entry is because you've got the turnstile open where so long as they've gone and downloaded this app you just let them in i got one final question for you and it's an important one yeah listen to this uh, matt gates compares these uh, passports to a uh, fast pass at disney world in this country in this country there are between 11 and 12 million Right, but I'm asking about a subset that you won't send home. And the reason you're smirking about it, and the reason you won't answer my question, is because everybody gets the joke. And the sad thing is, it's not just us here, it's the cartels who get the joke too. And so now, what you've done to execute this Mayorkas doctrine, where so long as you don't commit a crime, you get to stay here and burden our hospitals, burden our schools, burden our social services. It wrecks small towns and, you know, big cities. Burden our jails. You've sent the message to the cartels, and then you've taken this app and you've digitized illegal immigration yes. and you've scaled it to the moon. Like yeah. this app that you've got everybody downloading is like the Disney fast pass into the country, <laughs> never to be subject to actual removal, yeah. just removal proceedings as you call them. That app doesn't do any search of their criminal history in their home no, country, does no. it? Congressman, I, I disagree with everything you've well, said. I'm sure, but just answer the question. Does the app that you are out there promoting do any search of people's criminal history in their listen, home country? Listen. Congressman. Customs and Border Protection wow. screens and vets individuals whom they encounter. Your thoroughly. app, it either has the functionality to test their criminal history in their Thank God for Matt Gates. That was epic. But but it gets better, by the way. Um, I've got some audio coming up from, uh, from Ted Cruz. Uh, he has uh, Mayorkas for lunch. And he didn't take him out for lunch, but he has him for lunch. <laughs> I'm going to have some more audio on that. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Newsmax headline says that uh, still waiting to see if Jack Smith is going to uh, issue an indictment of Donald Trump. We will see what happens. But uh, uh, a little bit too late because the fireworks happened yesterday with uh, Hunter Biden's um, plea deal rejected. So good luck there, Jackie Blue. Old Jackie Blue. Uh, Dylan Mulvaney, of course, the transgender TikTok influencer, is uh, embarking on a college speaking tour. We'll be charging up to $40,000 to uh, handle topics like female empowerment. <laughs> I mean, the insults don't stop happening for women, do they? I don't know. University and college friends, I'm booking speaking opportunities for the new school year. Would love to come visit. Uh, Mulvaney used to charge $26,250 to speak. Now he wants up to uh, she, it, he, she, her, sis, boom, bah, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, wants up to forty k. Uh, her, her series titled Girl, Days of Girlhood received 250 million views in less than 300 days. And, uh, oh, by the way, Anheuser-Busch is laying off people now. 
because, uh, you know, Dylan Mulvaney could have just been a cartoonish drag, you know, whatever performer. Did you know that Dylan Mulvaney was touring with Broadway's Book of Mormon before uh, this person decided to uh, do this? So, eh, whatever. Always been kind of an attention, uh, you know, attention, whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. By the way, um, <clears throat> there is talk about uh, impeachment. <clears throat> And uh, Kevin McCarthy has been reticent, by the way, to uh, mention the I word. And Jim Gossett came up with this. Maybe it's time Kevin McCarthy got with the program. The minute that Kev starts to speak, I could see McCarthy was a rhino, a real big talker. <laughs> Impeachment, he'll talk about. Did Jim transition? The pull the trigger. There's lots of doubt. Everyone so. says that you're weak. Boom. Will you prove them wrong and finally follow through? Big talker. Hey, big talker. <laughs> Talk is all we get from you. Hey, nice vibrato. It's not what you think. A lot of folks should be impeached. Like Ooh. Mayorkas and Merrick Garland. They're big offenders. And don't forget Chris Ray. Oh, Chris Ray. Violates the rights of you and me every day. These criminals all overreached. Should be brought to justice every single one. Hey, big talker. Come on, Kevin. Hey, McCarthy. Kevin. Hey, big talker. and will not get it. That's right. Talk is cheap, baby. Dang. I got to tell you, you know, you're not going to get better satire. Uh, uh, Go ahead and you can can listen if you want to. Somebody else. Dang. Jim Gossett. JimGossettComedy.com. Frank in Parkville. Hello, Frank. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? (laughs) After I saw Bonner. What? Be careful. Spanked yesterday on television. It was yes. just wonderful. I know. And I thought, you know, just like you're talking about now, I think it's time that they mosey on down to the impeachment uh, yeah. thought to get him, yes. uh, get, get Joe Joe. Well, Frank, if, if they were able to impeach Donald Trump for a phone call saying to the new president of Ukraine, hey, man, you ought to look at this uh, this corruption of, uh, you know, in, in the gas company Burisma. And now we know that in a, uh, a confidant of Zelensky was in the meetings with Hunter with Joe on the speaker phone. I mean, yeah, it's about time to uh, impeach Joe Biden, uh, you know, for a number of things, not only his, uh, you know, bribery, but also the southern border, among other things. Go ahead. Frank. Yeah, well, the thing is, I mean, it, they they just mentioned it just a blush on on the radio the other day. I was listening. They they mentioned that that Trump's problem kind of blends into what was going on with uh, uh, the old man. I mean, he he was pulling his his poo there, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Trump says, "Let's hear about this," and that's where this whole thing blew up. So Trump and and the shuffling old fool are together on this. Problem. No, they're not. They're not together on this. What they did is well, they I, used I don't they, mean personally yeah, they, together, but they're they're they have related problems. 
Well, what they did is they they did uh, they killed two birds with one stone. They distracted from the real corruption, which is Joe Biden, and they impeached the guy that is standing in Joe Biden's way. So they thought that was a big victory, and it was, by the way. It was it was a pretty amazing move. And and you can do these things when your you know your IRS and your DOJ and your FBI are completely corrupt, Frank. And I'm I'm hoping this uh, this House of Cards is collapsing. Uh, do you are you feeling a little bit better? about things you got about 15 after seconds I, after i after i saw the pretty boy yesterday getting spanked by that uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i got gotcha. you by that judge she she put him across her knee and spanked his ass yesterday. i know and he used to pay for that all right frank thanks for the call man more grilling coming up uh, some great stuff from ted cruz among others this is the rob carson show Gary Clark Jr. for you. If you haven't heard Gary Clark Jr. and you like blues and you like rock and you like somebody who can not only play with great blues artists, but somebody like Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine and Audio Slave. Uh, And by the way, he was in the Elvis movie, the new Elvis movie that came out, what, a year and a half ago? He was in the movie. He's, uh, He's amazing. Gary Clark Jr., if you want to check that out. I want to get to uh, some more of the audio from yesterday on Capitol Hill with uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. And, and, you know, the other day I said, I said we're, we're uh, maintaining the intensity, turning down the temperature. And I want to spend the whole show just talking about congressional hearings. But, damn, it was fun yesterday. <laughs> it was really fun yesterday. So uh, and I just I loved watching Mayorkas just squirm. Just little, just little, uh, I don't know. He's a gargoyle. He's either a gargoyle or he's, uh, he's Gollum. I don't know what he is. He's one of those. Uh, new interactive poll from, uh, well, uh, it's from Interactive Polls, Iowa, 2020, uh, 2024. Uh, National Republican survey shows Donald Trump at 52%. DeSantis at 13%. He's down uh, 6% from June. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, number three. Then Pence, no shot. Haley, whatever. Scott. Not so good. Uh, and then there's uh, this one here. Uh, this is Harris X. Harris X, which is not affiliated with um, Elon Musk. Survey conducted by Harris X uh, showed uh, Trump leading Biden by four. 46% to the 80-year-olds, uh, 42%, which means uh, Donald Trump is really ahead by uh, 56 points. He's re- I mean, he's ahead by, by, you know, 14 points. So there you go. Trump has a slightly more uh, support among his base than Biden. 88% of Republicans, 84% of Democrats who clearly smoke a lot of weed. Uh, the Republican frontrunner also holds an eight-point advantage among independents. Ind- I'm independent. Just like uh, Hermie from uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. 42% to Biden's 34 so that. And then Ron DeSantis said net favorability has fallen to a historic low. And they haven't really been <laughs> keeping track very long, so I wouldn't say it's historic. <laughs> but anyway, the latest uh, survey, 57% view the presidential hopeful unfavorably compared to 33 who have a favorable. That gives him a, a net favorability of net negative 24? Really? That's weird. Uh, on Election Day 2022, 48% viewed DeSantis favorably, 46 unfavorable. So uh, not uh, now he's slipping a little bit there, and a uh, part of it is um, 
I'm just going to tell you, you know, and I got nothing against Ron DeSantis. And if you like him, great. I know a lot of my friends who've just completely thrown in with Ron DeSantis. And, you know, you're fine. And these are people who are major players in, in politics. And, and that's fine. Uh, to me, that's your choice. Uh, I just think you're kind of ignoring the real undercurrent of what's driving the popularity of Donald Trump. And that is his connection to the common people. And then also there are a lot of people who feel like and know in their hearts that he has taken a hell of a lot of arrows and uh, he's taken them for you and me because you and I are the ones who are suffering. You and I are the ones who are struggling to meet our bills. You and I are the ones who are having to pick up two jobs. It's kind of my, nice, my wife, and, and you know we're, we're in a much better place than we were a few years ago. But my wife, is, she was talking to me. She's like, do, do you think I could give up my, uh, my job at... Her part-time job at Ace Ace Hardware, and I said, "Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I mean she's. I, I hate to give up the discount." <laughs> I said, "I know, I know. The Ace discount is pretty cool. I mean, it's not outrageous, but it, it's kind of nice to have an Ace discount." Um, but you know, there's no uh, there's no pennies or anything involved in that. But I, I think it's kind of funny. But uh, yeah, Donald Trump is the guy who. Uh, who can relate to people. And that's why the Democrats party is so terrified of RFK Jr. Because he's saying the things that the middle class want to hear. And the middle class is being squeezed out in existence. And people in Washington, D.C. and ex-presidents and whatnot are becoming oligarchs worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Never done that before. Not, not, not since like uh, when Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton left office. That's when it all started. So, you know, all the other candidates on the Republican side are... Candidates. Donald Trump is not a candidate. Donald Trump is a movement. That's just the way it is. He's a movement. That's why he gets crowds for a rally in a town of 3,500 of 80,000 people bigger than Bon Jovi in their prime to see a politician. Have you ever seen it before? Don't discount it. It's, it's a hell of a hurdle. I mean, seriously, you're in a, I don't know, book club meeting in Poughkeepsie. Uh, doing a, a town hall with six other Republicans, and you're looking at Donald Trump bringing 80,000 people in with 100-mile caravans of vehicles and 10,000 boat flotillas, and you're saying, oh, yeah, I'll kick his butt. Oh, yeah, 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 you vote for me. Send me your money. This is why I don't think Donald Trump should uh, should be in the first debate. I don't think he should. There's no, there's no, he, he, let him follow, let, let, him, let him battle each other. Don't give him a target. Let them take each other out, right? Just let them take each other out. And then, uh, you know, eventually, uh, you know, they'll turn things around. All right, I had a computer freeze up here real quick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unfreeze the computer because it does not want to play my audio clips. So I'm going to come back to that in just one second uh, with the audio from yesterday on Capitol Hill. Target is refusing all in-store sales of Glenn Beck's new book. This is this Target. What are you doing? Target. I mean, you lost, what, $16 billion on the tuck-friendly swimsuits and little, uh, you know, uh, swim tops for little girls to hide their boobs or their breasts, you know? That wasn't enough. So now what they want to do is they, they've, they've decided they're not going to carry the book in store, Glenn Beck's new book. And uh, the book is called The Dark Future. Um, you know, and that's, that's Glenn Beck. And, yeah, you know, yeah, these things are scary. Don't get me wrong. But uh, basically, they, they are going to, I guess, allow it online. They're not going to sell it in, uh, in person at the bookstores or, or at the Targets, I should say. 
Dark Future details the coordinated effort by technocratic elites and great reset-oriented technologists uh, to strip the Western peoples of both their humanity and tradition as a means of transforming life on Earth forever for all the benefit of the vainglorious elite. In a nutshell, that's the entire book right there. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's enlightening. I mean, it makes you feel it's feel good read. Just a little afternoon read when you're sitting there on the uh, sun porch, just kind of wondering about the future of the country and all of that stuff. My, my computer is booting up again so I, can play, uh, so I can play my audio clips that I wanted to. Sometimes I kind of wonder if I'm being hacked because, you know, that's how Joe Biden uh, and his administration treats conservatives. They, they shut down their freedom of speech and stuff. And then you kind of uh, you got to kind of wonder what the hell is going. On. Oh, and then also, by the way, I'm going to get to the uh, the UFO hearings on uh, on Capitol Hill. They were freaky dicky. I mean, they were freak. Okay, my computer's working again. Okay, so let me go down here because this is pretty darn fun. And there's a lot of audio I want to get to. This is Ted Cruz yesterday going after Alejandro Mayorkas, and he took the gloves off. Precedented degree, Mr. Secretary. I want to say to you right now, it is precisely- your behavior. Is disgraceful, and the deaths, the children assaulted, the children raped, they are at your feet. And if you had integrity, you would resign. And I will tell you, the men and women of the Border Patrol, they've never had a political leader undermine them. Remember when Alejandro Mayorkas didn't defend the Border Patrol agents on horseback and, and never apologized for saying that they, they were whipping Haitian uh, illegals? Uh, like, uh, you know, like slave masters. Remember that? Yeah, that's that's Alejandro. They despise you, Mr. Secretary, because you're willing to let children be raped to follow political orders. This is a crisis. It's a disgrace. And you won't even admit this human tragedy is a dis- crisis. Yeah. And, you know, uh, also, um, what was it? Uh, uh, the uh, Joe Miko Brzezinski, she said after uh, the Sound of Freedom came out, which, of course, I'm sure she hasn't seen, she says that all of this child sex trafficking thing is just made up. Here's Kat Kamek yesterday talking on Capitol Hill to Aliano Mayorkas with the real truth about child sex trafficking. Now, she held up a jar, and in the jar was a bunch of these uh, these bands that you wear around your wrist. You know, a lot of times you go to a, an event for charity and you, you get a ticket and you go in, or maybe it's to get you a beer, the free beer that you get at the whatever, a charitable event or whatever. Uh, there are all these, uh, these uh, abandoned bracelets at the border by the tens of thousands, and they're all... Uh, what stage of indentured servitude the crosser is going to pay to the drug lords. And she held up this jar of these uh, wristbands. Do you know what this is? Uh, Looks like candies or... He's talking to Javier Bacera. Unfortunately, the reality is much more grim. These are wristbands that the cartels force people to wear when they cross the border. And if you're not wearing one and you cross the border, the cartels will take a limb or an appendage. This is what these people are forced to wear, and it dictates what cartel they belong to, wow. how much they have paid. Yeah. And they are absolutely a, a part of the horrors of trafficking and smuggling that occurs. At now, he shows next a little girl, approximately age two, uh, being held by a, a man. And you can't see the man's face, but you can see the little girl looking plaintively at the agent. Our southwest border. And... I have to point this out because I want to tell the journey because this has really been laid out in bits and pieces along the way by my colleagues. And we're here to talk about these kids. So if you could turn your attention to the screen real fast, I want to show a a quick photo uh, that I took 
Uh, it was 11.46 at night. I myself took this photo. That little girl that yeah. you see was acting terrified, not of the agents, not of myself, but of the man holding her. Why? The very next day at the Donna Processing Facility, we threatened... And I was there to witness this, this man with a DNA test. He confessed that he actually was not her father, that he had rented her. This is why I say, and this is why I believe, we are in the beginning, and a very strong start, by the way, of a new American revolution. Not a violent revolution, but one to take the country back from evil like this that has been allowed to happen. This is uh, Senator Mike Johnson yesterday. He had a little bit of time yesterday with Alejandro, and he used it quite well. I've only got 25 seconds. I'll just say I don't have time for a question because you'll be elusive. But I just, for the record, since we're stating things for the record, I've been in Congress seven years. I think you're the most dishonest witness that has ever <laughs> appeared before the Judiciary Committee. And I think I speak for a lot of my colleagues. Yeah. This is such a frustrating exercise for us because our constituents want answers. They're tired of the open board. They're tired of people dying from Yeah, and they'd like to see impeachment. That, that's really it right there. Mr. Chairman, overdoses yeah. and it's your fault. It's my time. Mr. Chairman, point of order. No, there's no point of order in the middle of this. This is my opinion. I think it's shared by millions of American people. Based on this. This is Matt Gates uh, going after Alejandro Mayorkas on the border. This is a, this is a great exclamation point, by the way. Is Mexico an ally in this fight against illegal immigration? Uh, yes, it is. So, I mean, it's hilarious and somewhat troubling that you say that because, like, I'm looking at the El Chapo trial where President Nieto took a hundred million dollar bribe from oh, yeah. the Sinaloa cartel. Do you think that? the subsequent presidents following Nieto weren't offered a bribe by the... Do you suppose Joe Biden called him for little advice on that? You got $100 million. I only got like 40 to 50. How did you do that? Cartel or didn't take the bribe? Congressman, I, I disagree with everything you have said. Uh, right, right but, well, but you can disagree all you want, yeah. but what you won't provide is any number. And when, when you sit there and just kind of ostensibly disagree without any facts, it shows people what the real gig is. The Mexican government uh -oh. is captive to the cartels. Yes. They are doing the bidding of the cartels. And based on your response today, so are you. Ooh, that was a sick burn. It was. And it's true. And uh, Joe Biden and this man have, have enriched the cartels beyond their wildest dreams. And don't try to tell me <laughs> that that money isn't changing hands. Dear God, Harriet Hageman went after him yesterday. She's brilliant, by the way. Not enough time spent on Harriet Hageman. We're trying to get her on the show. But, you know, one of the other things that Alejandro Mayorkas did is he, uh, he created this Department of Disinformation he didn't tell anybody about. And then uh, when that disbanded, after we heard about it, we find out through the Twitter files that he had gotten 73 government agencies to go after social media posts of conservatives. Everything from CRT to elections to uh, the COVID response to uh, everything. Uh, you know, if you, if you tried to post that Black Lives Matter was a scam, that got me kicked off Facebook. All right? But she went after him on this, and she was epic as usual. One. One. Uh oh, one. We got a little. Uh, we got a little freeze action. A little freeze action on the computer. All right, let's take a break, um, and we will be right back. The number is eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. This is the Rob Carson Show. All right, so here is Harriet Hageman taking Alejandro Mayorkas to task for censoring conservatives. One grant to the University of Dayton for a program titled "Prevents O." 
hosted a seminar titled Extremism, Rhetoric, and Democratic Precarity. One of the Remember when uh, Joe Biden took office and the, uh, the DHS and the FBI said that uh, white supremacy was the biggest threat to America and, and terrorists? What they were doing is, and this is why Joe Biden did that speech last year uh, in front of Independence Hall calling us mega, uh, mega fascists and enemies of democracy. That's the reason. They're, they're dividing the country and attempting to make enemies out of half of us. Speakers, a known Antifa member, as part of his presentation, shared a pyramid of far-right radicalization which likened the Republican Party to the, the Heritage Foundation, the American Conservative Union, Newsmax, Fox News, Breitbart News, News yeah, the National Rifle sure, Association, Prager University, Tea Party Patriots, the MAGA movement, and the, the, the pro-police Blue Lives Matter movement, and the Christian Broadcasting Network oh, as terrorist. the first steps on path. Those Christians. Leading to Nazism and militant neo-Nazism, yeah. among other appalling ideologies and groups. This presenter reportedly also taught tactics on how to pressure the removal of conservatives from platforms. Yeah. And he's even quoted as saying, a lot of things we are doing are illegal, and a lot of it involves breaking the law. And they were cool with it. And that's why I said, when the country, or when the, the, the deep state, Democrats and Republicans, the mainstream media and big social media say that what you believe is misinformation or disinformation, it means they know you know the truth. And I was proven right. A little bit more from Harriet Hegeman. I have watched with absolute fascination as you have danced and dodged and lied. Duck, dodge, dash, and dodge. Yes, lied. We know you've lied. Little hat tip to the movie Dodgeball. You know you've lied. But more importantly, the American public knows American that classic. you lied throughout your testimony today. And yet you believe that you and your fellow architects of the censorship industrial mm. complex oh, yes. think that you should be able to determine what is and isn't true. Every uh, giant uh, uh, Marxist movement has had an information officer. Kaboom. And what is and isn't untrue. You are the walking, talking epitome of the very tyrant that our forefathers recognized would gravitate towards government service. And it is because of people like you that they drafted the First Amendment. Yeah, there you go. And this is why the First Amendment is so absolutely awesome and has made us into the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. And finally, of the mic drop. I thank them for their foresight. I thank them for recognizing. She's talking about the forefathers. That you and people like you would do everything in your power to control speech to control freedom, to take away our rights. Mm -hmm. And they've written a document that isn't going to allow you to do that. Yes. Unfortunately, we still have courts and judges who recognize that you don't have the power that you are attempting to take. Pretty kick butt one in Delaware. That you do not have the right to limit our freedom of speech, nope. our freedom of association, yes. our right to communicate. Nope. Thank God we have the First Amendment so that we can stop you from doing what you've been doing. Yeah, and you know, last year, the last couple of years, the only time in American history you couldn't have an opinion. And that's when I, that's when I just, I had enough. I had enough of all of it. You cannot tell me that my opinion is disinformation. You cannot tell me when I am educated and I do my research that I have to subscribe to your edicts. I don't have to agree what you say. That's what's made America great. We, we as citizens, can speak truth to power. 
We can speak truth to power. We and listen, they did everything. They they sent the National Guard into Washington D.C. after January the sixth to keep you from going there to protest everything. You know, like that trucker convoy they did in Canada. They tried it here in the U.S. But the federal government kept truckers from getting off the exits on the Beltway in D.C. Ridiculous. All right, let's move on. I got a ton of stuff to get to, including UFO hearings. Oh, my goodness, we could actually find that uh, aliens have visited us and uh, could still be here. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. And on the World Wide Web, this is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of The Rob Carson Show this hour Senator Ron Johnson joins us. I love it. There's a lot of uh, a lot of positive happening after much suffering. It was funny yesterday, and I and I wrote uh, my boss Lee and my uh, producer Ken, who is my uh, sensei, spiritual advisor. Uh, we also call him uh, Redneck MacGyver for a number of reasons, including that he took an electric bike, one of those e-bikes that I got. He got one for himself, and he figured out how to get rid of the governor. Uh, the, not the governor of the state he lives in. He lives in uh, Arkansas. Uh, but, but the governor on the bike that allows the bike to go 55 miles an hour without pedaling. So he, he made it into a motorcycle. <laughs> So I call him Redneck MacGyver. He's a a hell of a guy. Oh, and he went to Branson last weekend. He went to Branson because, you know, Branson's, uh, you know, what is Branson? Branson is going to be, it's so weird because, you know, when I was growing up, Grant Branson was, you know, bald knobbers and hillbillies and Andy Williams and all this. But Generation X, when we start uh, retiring, we're going to start having RV parks and and, uh, rave dances. (laughs) It's going to be funny. I don't know if I'll end up in Branson, but uh, he went to Branson. He went to Bass Pro. He went to the he went to the church. You know what I'm talking about? The original Bass Pro in Springfield, Missouri. And I said, I met my wife there. And he said, You met your wife at Bass Pro? I said, No. I lived in Springfield, Missouri for a while. <laughs> but if you're ever down there, you gotta you gotta go see Bass Pro, the original Bass Pro. If if you like uh, indoors and outdoors and all that stuff, it is uh, it's pretty cool. And what was it? NBC. NBC. Hold on, let's see if I can find this. NBC did a story about um, uh, black people in camping, and it it turned out to be really, really, really racist. Hold on a second, I got it here somewhere. It may not be able to do it. Do you have any gay players? And the U.S. Spark and another and the kick again. I've got a story about a woman who produces 1.5 gallons of breast milk a day to a rare condition, and she made the Guinness Book of World Records. That's not what I'm looking for. Anyway, I'll look for it. I'll look for it. Oh, 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 here it. I think I got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, NBC slammed for a report about black people needing safe spaces <laughs> to camp to avoid trauma from white people who might have Trump flags. <laughs> this is it. This is it. You know the only people campers need to be worried about? is a guy named Jason Voorhees. There, there you go. Just a guy named Jason Voorhees with a hockey mask. Those are the only people you need to worry about. That's the only guy. 
But this is uh, this is NBC Black. This is BLK reporter Char Char Adams. Pew, snap. Char Adams penned an essay describing several black-led outdoor groups working to provide safe spaces for black people. I know this will come as a big surprise to black people, but uh, apparently you need a safe space so you can go camping because you you need to avoid the harassment and trauma from white people <laughs> at their campsites. You know, you don't want those white guys coming. Hey, hey, you kids, how are you doing there? Oh, yeah, we're from uh, Sheboygan. And uh, where would you say you're from? Uh, Detroit. That's fantastic. Oh, that's where they make them cars. Hey, 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 we're going to do some s'mores later, and we're going to sing some songs. You want to come over? And then, that, see, that's what you got to protect yourself from right there, from the white guy coming over. And you probably have to listen to music you don't like, you know, like uh, uh, Jason Aldean or something. It'll be crazy. So the report focused heavily on uh, creating racially segregated safe spaces. You know, they did this. Democrats did this in the Jim Crow South forever, and Democrats want to do this now uh, so that black people can avoid uh, harassment and trauma from white people who might, might try fly Trump flags. So they had to make it, make it political, of course. Uh, and uh, be, basically people uh, are shredding this person for uh, stereotypes that black people don't enjoy outdoor activities. Um, Kentucky State University political presser uh, Wilfred Riley uh, said that uh, the article was an unbearable example of upper-class left-wing neuroticism and fake race-gender grievance from the media. And it's true. It's just kind of a D-word move for NBC. And there was another quote here. What was it? Uh, Takes a special breed of stupid to be traumatized by uh, being outdoors, and it's even more stupid to make something racist out of it. But that's NBC. Oh, and a little uh, victory lap. And I'm going to go see this show. Dave Chappelle is doing a nationwide tour, a nationwide tour, an arena tour, after the trans mob tried to cancel him on Netflix. And uh, it's going to start at the, uh, it's going to wrap, no, it's going to start August 22nd in uh, New York City and wrap up in Chicago op- October the 4th. And he's going to be at the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. He's going to be in Omaha, Nebraska, Nashville, uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, among other places, Hollywood Bowl in uh, in Los Angeles. And uh, Dave Chappelle is uh, uh, just brilliant. I, I had the opportunity. He's going to be in New Orleans, Indianapolis, Detroit, uh, Cleveland. Pretty cool. Oh, the Smoothie King Arena in New Orleans. There's a Smoothie King Arena. That's what they're calling it now. I didn't even know they were still in business. Do they still have a Fox Photo Arena? I'm just checking. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> Dave Chappelle. I met Dave Chappelle mm, 22 years ago when I was in Cincinnati, working in radio in Cincinnati. No, there is no WKRP, but there is a WKRC, and it is a TV station. But I, I spoke for about a half an hour with Dave, and uh, this is right after he did uh, Eddie Murphy's movie, right, right as he was starting the Chappelle Show. And uh, I remember, I'll never forget, he, he, it, was a, it was a wonderful interview. He was a really neat guy. I didn't know he was from, he lives in Ohio. But uh, uh, he was really cool. And, uh, and I said to him, I, I, I was looking at him as a new father. I think my son was like one year old, you know. And I said to him, man, I wish I do what you for do, do for a living. And he says, man, I wish I did what you do for a living. And I said, why? And he goes, because I just, you know, I get tired of the touring and the whatever. And then right after that, he became the you know, 150, 250, 350 million dollar man. He just owned it. All right, let's talk a little bit about this song. You know, we've been talking about Jason Aldean's song that is a wonderful song, by the way, that uh, basically says to uh, radical leftists, we're not going to let you burn our cities. You might get away that in Democrat enclaves, but you ain't going to do it in small towns. Suck upon somebody on a sidewalk, carjacking old lady at a red 
red light Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store You think it's cool, act a fool if you like Cuss out a cop, spit in his face Stomp on a flag and light it up The only problem I had with this song is it's two years late We'll try that in a small town See how far you make it down You know why he probably didn't do it then? Because they would have banned it. They would have banned it. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas and his DHS and the letter agencies of the federal government probably would have killed the song. It would have gotten no play at all. But look, we got a number one hit now, two years later, because people are still pissed about the summer of 2020. Here is uh, uh, Joe Rogan talking about the controversy. Uh, that isn't a controversy. It's not a racist song. You're only racist if you think that only black people do the things mentioned in the beginning of the song, like spitting in a cop's face. So uh, really, the left is, are the ones being racist. They just see Jason Aldean as somebody who can bring us together. As one of the many people who can bring us together. Like Ice Cube, that interview with Tucker Carlson, that was epic. That shows we can come together. The Joe Rogan experience. Oh, yes. You can do that with Budweiser, though. And you can do that with, like, that's probably going to happen with some other stuff, too. Like, people are upset at the Country Music Channel. Because they, the Jason Aldean song. I'm talking to Gad Sad, by the way. Try that in a small town. Professor and author. The level of outrage. Like now, I'm not saying that that's the greatest song the world's ever known, you know. But the level of outrage, it's ridiculous, coming from people that are upset about that song False. is so strange. It's bizarre. When there are hundreds yes. of rap songs out there, yeah. that are infinitely worse. Of course, of course, they just see it as a threat. Uh, you know, um, uh, this is why Kamala Harris, they, they literally made uh, the story up about the Florida curricula to spark outrage. And people are, just, are getting it. They're done with it. They're done with it. Uh, this is, um, oh, 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 I don't know if you know this country singer, uh, Luke Combs. He did a, a cover of Tracy Chapman's uh, Fast Car. Now, you remember the, the song. And listen, I, I got so tired of the song because I was in music radio. And I played Fast Car by Tracy, Tracy Chapman. It's a 30-year-old song. 5,000 times. Okay, so I was just done with it. And then I, then I heard Luke Combs' treatment. I want you to listen to this song. Song written by a black woman about 30 years ago about an experience of, of getting out of this place. And this can be applied to anybody who's suffering in this country. Anybody, maybe, maybe it's East Palestine, Ohio. Maybe it's Council Bluffs, Iowa. Maybe it's, you know, Pahrumpf, Nevada. If they, I, don't know, I think Pahrumpf is fine. We have an affiliate there. Uh, but but this this is cross cultural. The lyrics of this song are cross cultural, and and it means more to the middle class now than ever. You got a fast car, and I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something. Me myself, I got nothing to prove. This is amazing. So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car. Speed so fast, it felt like I was drunk. Come on. City lights lit out before us, and your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder. And I, I had a feeling that I belonged. I, I. Think about that. Here's a country music star who brings these lyrics 
And listen how powerful they are. They're about struggle. That's about things are so bad here. I just want to get in the fast car and go. Anything to get me out of this place. I've saved up a little bit of money. I'm working at a convenience store. Let's get in the fast car and get the hell out of here. And the left freaking hates it. They're saying that it's a cultural appropriation because a country music star is using a black person's song. Ridiculous. Here is uh, Joe Rogan on, on that sentiment. She, she wrote in the, I don't know if you remember, in, I think it was 1988, she had this iconic song, Fast Car. Tracy yes. Chapman. Uh, oh, right, 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 right. And then this, uh, I guess he's a country music Tracy singer. Tracy Chapman. Yeah. Chapman. Did I say yeah. Ullman? Oh, that's, she's yeah. an actress, right? She's a comedian. No, yeah. she's a, no, Tracy no, Chapman. She's Chapman. a singer. Yeah. And then... This, this, uh, Clearly, they didn't spend as long as music, in music radio as I have. Singer asked for her permission, I guess, to yeah, to, to, do, to do. Yeah, he actually approached a black woman and said, "Can I use your your uh, your song?" And oh my God, what a racist! We'll cover and so on. It's amazing. And, and then Listen people came out that you know the white guy is usurping the. St- yeah, please. Well, but that's always going to happen. Please. You're always going to have a certain amount of people to say that. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's real. It's because they're stupid. And apparently she's happy that he's doing it. Yes. Well, no kidding. So I mean, everybody's good. Well, because she's probably making a bleep ton of money. And it's a great song. I mean, it's <laughs> it really is. good. As he, he didn't even change the gender. No. Like when he sang it. Yeah. No. yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, changing gender seems pretty popular now. <laughs> and then the other night, uh, he was on stage with this little boy who has cancer. Sorry, that one kind of hit me. Uh, little boy who has cancer wanted to sing it on stage with him. And Luke Combs let him sing. It was beautiful. Good will win. All right, let's come back. I'm going to talk about... Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about UFO space aliens. Oh, this is spectacular. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. So... Uh, Trump's attorneys had a productive meeting with the DOJ with regard to the uh, indictment that Jack Smith is waving around about January the 6th to keep Donald Trump from being able to run for president. And Jack Smith's about to get keel-hauled. Oh, you know what happened yesterday? This is uh, as though things couldn't get weirder, right? I mean, couldn't get weirder than right now in this country. UFO space aliens? Apparently, they've been here. You know, you kind of wonder, because space aliens have been kind of a subject of popular culture since the 30s, right? Do you ever think that maybe it wasn't made up, but maybe it actually did happen? They actually are here? I don't know. Well, yesterday, there was a guy named uh, David Grush. And he's a whistleblower, and under oath, he said uh, he was a former high-ranking military official. There are also three military whistleblowers uh, all together there, including a David Fravar or Fravor, who uh, witnessed a 2004 Tic Tac UFO. And then there was a Ryan Graves, a former pilot and Navy veteran fighter pilot commander, and they, they swore under oath. They swear they found aliens. Here is, um, uh, this would be... Let's see. Oh, oh, Mr. David Grush talking about the bodies. <laughs> if you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated Nancy Earth. Mace asking the question. Earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? 
Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge. One of them was unconscious. It was unconscious because apparently uh, they opened the hatch and Will Smith punched him in the face and said, welcome to Earth. On the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary ever? Not Earth. He never said Earth. He said Earth. This is video, photos, eyewitness. Like, how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. Or kill you. Um, okay, so, and, and you may or may not be able to answer my last question, and maybe we get into a skiff at the next hearing that we have, but uh -huh. who in the government either, what agency, sub-agency, what contractors, who should be called into the next hearing about UAPs, either in a public setting or even in a private setting? And, and you probably can't name names, but what agencies or I can. Uh, Mulder and Scully. Dude, hello. Uh, and this is uh, this is uh, uh, David Grush saying that he has faced repercussions uh, for speaking out. Thank you all very much. Um, have you faced any retaliation or reprisals for any of your testimony or anything on these lines? Yeah, uh, I have to be careful what I say in detail because there is an open uh, whistleblower reprisal investigation on my behalf. Wow. I don't want to compromise that investigation by providing anything that may... Uh, help provide somebody information but it was very brutal and uh, very unfortunate some of the tactics they used to they're trying to shut him down what the what um hurt me both professionally and and personally to be quite frank yeah it's very unfortunate as they say when you're over the target that's when they do the most fight why are they trying to cover it up why are they trying to cover it up um, well, they, they, apparently what they're saying is that uh, they were trying to reverse engineer. The, uh, the Grush said last month that a first recovery of a UFO was in Magenta, Italy, 1933. Mussolini's Italian government held it until 1944 when Pope Pius XII tipped uh, America off to it. Then he said, I was informed in the course of my official duties of the multi-decade UAP, they're calling them UAPs instead of UFOs, crash retrieval and reverse engineering program to which I was denied access to that additional read-on when I requested it. Uh, Representative Glenn Grothman asked Grush if he believes the government has possession of UAPs, to which the former intelligence officer said, yep, absolutely. So I want to know where the discussion is if we're taking this seriously. Where are the philosophers? Where are the theologians? Where are the scientists? I, where are the forums on this? I, I just happen to be a student of astronomy, uh, science, astrophysics. I, that's what I do in my... That's what I do on the side. I know it sounds weird, uh, you know, uh, but but I thought about this. In the universe, the timeline is fifteen trillion or tr fifteen billion light years, right? You know, under fifteen billion years, and and you know, so our time on the timeline is that if you took a that ten mile um, tape measure and you put an eyelash on it, that's us. That's our history, our entire history is right in the eyelash. Now, do you suppose if you move that eyelash back a million years, that in some far distant planet a million years ago, they could have developed a civilization, a language, culture, the whole deal a million years for us? Because we're not in a 15 million year timeline. Do you suppose two civilizations are going to arrive at the same time? That's what I always said. That's what I wanted to know. This is one of the pilots talking about the TikTok UFO that he saw. Here, attached to Carrier Wing 11, stationed on board the USS Nimitz, and had begun a two-month workup cycle off the coast of California. On this day, we were scheduled for a 2v2 air-to-air training with the USS Princeton as our control. We were yep. going to, and we were unaware of what we were going to see when we arrived. 
there, uh, the controller told us that these objects uh, had been observed for over two weeks, coming down from over 80,000 feet, rapidly descending to 20,000 feet, hanging out for hours, and then going straight back up. So, so those David don't realize Fraber, by the way, feet is space. Yeah. David Fraber. As we looked around, we noticed that we saw some white water off our right side. Yeah. It's important to note that the weather on this day was as close to perfect as you could ask for off the coast of San Diego. Yep. All four of us, because we were an F-18F, so we had pilots and Wizzo in the back seat, looked down a small, saw a white tic-tac object with a longitudinal axis pointing north-south and moving very abruptly over the water. Yeah, pretty intense, pretty intense. Would it surprise you that we found alien life? I don't think so. Have you talked to Kamala Harris lately? All right, so Senator Ron Johnson joins us next. Adam Schiff, total space alien. Stick around. It is a Thursday edition of the Rob Carson Show, and as promised, we are greatly honored to have one of the good guys in Washington, D.C., fighting the good fight unrelentingly. Senator Ron Johnson is on the Newsmax Hotline. How are you today, sir? Well, Rob, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing great. Uh, I want to ask you first, Senator, and, and first of all, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. I, I, uh, I know that you, uh, you've been through the ringer. Uh, you know, you faced a, a re-election challenge and a lot of outside money and a bunch of malfeasance and all of this. But when you originally decided to run for office, did you suppose that things were as insane in Washington, D.C. as they are today? Well, I realized we were in trouble. You know, we were mortgaging our kids' future back then, and they were passing Obamacare, which I knew wouldn't work. But I have to admit, I, I didn't real, really understand the full depth of the dysfunction here. Now, this place is totally dysfunctional, and if I've, if I've got a mission here in Washington, D.C. Right, right now, it's to try and wean Wisconsinites and the rest of America off of the federal government. I mean, stop looking at the federal government to solve your problems. It's going to almost incapable of solving problems. It either creates or exacerbates far more problems than it has ever solved. So demand governing authority back to the states, back to your local governments, as well as the, uh, the, the revenue authority as well. I, I uh, did a speaking engagement for a convention of states uh, uh, association here. And uh, do you suppose that you and Republicans can do this, can do what convention of states wants, which is to downsize the federal government and return uh, power to the states? Do you suppose that, that Congress can do that uh, without a convention of states? And, and have you considered uh, a convention of states? And I don't think we would unless Republicans could get the. 60 votes in the Senate, which even in that case, we've got a pretty broad spectrum. And you know, we, we've got some uh, you know, big government Republicans here as well. So now, I think it would require a convention of the states. I've definitely considered it. I would support it. The way I would support it, though, is I would want the constitutional amendment that we would want passed. I would want that predetermined. We basically gavel in, pass that, gavel out. I, I would not want an open convention. That could, uh, yeah. I think, be pretty dangerous. Yeah. And by the way, the, the Constitutional amendment I would want would just be a spending limitation amendment. I would tie it to some percentage of GDP, you know, something like 18% uh, prior, you know, 18% of last prior year's uh, uh, GDP would probably be the way I'd try and structure it. 
All right. Uh, I want to ask you about Hunter Biden's plea deal. Uh, it, I think it surprised a lot of people. I think that a lot of people were on their uh, last uh, uh, hopes that the uh, Justice Department was completely corrupt. And and it looks like a uh, judge realized after the uh, the Biden legal team tried some shenanigans, lying about uh, IRS whistleblower testimony and whatnot. Uh, what are your thoughts on the plea deal being rejected yesterday? Do you, do you look at this uh, favorably, like maybe uh, there's some hope? Hope that justice will prevail when it comes to malfeasance by uh, by the Biden family. Well, first of all, I wish it would have been completely rejected. It hasn't been. She, the, the judge has given the parties, uh, I think, thirty days to, to brief her. Uh, I'm glad that she was able to uh, discern that both sides are trying to pull the wool over her eyes. I, I think the prosecution is in full uh, cahoots in coordination with the the Biden team, and they're doing yeah. everything they can to not only let the Hunter off the hook, but I think primarily Joe off the hook. So now I've been asking, you know, who, who is going to advocate for the equal application of justice? And certainly not the prosecutors, obviously not the, the Biden team. I was hoping it would be the judge. I still am hoping it will be the judge. Um, but, you know, this is beyond the pale in terms of what has happened in terms of sweetheart deal. Uh, there's a great column written by Eileen O'Connor in the Wall Street Journal a couple of days ago. Uh, she used to head the tax division of the Department of Justice. She, she you know, wrote that any other American would already be in jail. Um, yeah. We got seventeen million dollars. What, what did what did Hunter Biden ever do to qualify him to receive seventeen million dollars? He obviously yeah. was selling influence. Then the low life didn't even pay taxes on it. I mean, the guy's—he's a criminal. He ought to be yeah. in jail. And also Joe Biden, we are now discovering through the Form 1023 and whatnot that he appears to have been selling influence while he was the vice president. Uh, the American people, and I'm sure you probably heard, a lot of people are saying, when are we going to impeach Joe Biden? Because, uh, you know, now we find out that uh, that uh, Donald Trump was, was impeached because he was trying to say, hey, I think that Joe Biden and his son are involved in this gas company. Turns out, apparently, that uh, one of, uh, one of uh, the Ukrainians Ukrainian president's uh, uh, lackeys was in one of the meetings or something with Hunter. And, and so they essentially impeached Trump to cover up what appears to be malfeasance of the Bidens while trying to take down a political enemy. What do you think about that and the prospect of an impeachment uh, with Joe Biden happening? Well, it's certainly frustrating to me because I've been, you know, Senator Grass have been investigating Hunter Biden since 2019. So most of this information has already been known. Now, we're getting greater details. We're getting more documentary evidence of it. But you know, we, we certainly laid out the vast web of foreign financial entanglements so that would compromise Joe Biden as president, and he's compromised. Uh, I, I don't know. There will never be enough evidence for the mainstream media. They, 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 I still keep hearing on their reports, oh, there's no evidence, Ty. There's all kinds of evidence. What are you talking about? <laughs> So, you know, yeah, uh, I, I absolutely support an impeachment inquiry and trial in our uh, inquiry and, and hearings in the House, because I think that would actually give them greater investigatory power and maybe access to information that they're still not getting from the Department of Justice and the FBI. I mean, this again, we, we have some major league corruption in, in the you know, partisan actors inside the federal government in the FBI, uh, Department of Justice, probably in our intelligence communities as well.
It's uh, it's remarkable. Yesterday, Alejandro Mayorkas uh, made an appearance on Capitol Hill and was uh, served up. I should say, grilling season continued with Alejandro Mayorkas on a number of fronts, uh, mainly the border. Um, do you uh, do you suppose that anything was accomplished there? And and is the is the fire there to uh, to remove him as the uh, DHS secretary? Well, I, I mean, an awful lot could have been accomplished if the mainstream media would actually cover the story, and they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're complicit, they're corrupt, they're advocates for the left. And so, you know, I, I've been chairman of Homeland, uh, the Homeland Security Government Affairs Committee. We held something like three dozen hearings on the border. We, we revealed that children were sold for $81 to create family units. We, we talked about the humanitarian crisis of the sex trafficking, the human trafficking, the drug trafficking. Uh, Vice President Harris was in my committee. She heard the testimony of selling children for 81 bucks. They just don't care. They are wow. so dedicated to this open border policy, which facilitates the multi-billion-dollar business model of some of the most evil people on the planet, and they don't care. They won't even admit it's a problem. They say they've got the border controlled, you know. And their 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 concept of a controlled border is uh, encounter illegal immigrants, process them quickly, and disperse them all over the country. And they they figure that's a job well done. It's a disaster for this country, and it's not serving the interests of people who. Uh, you know, we should be admitting in a legal immigration system. Yeah. Do you uh, you you obviously speak to your constituents free um, uh, a lot? You're, you're very in touch with them. I know I know how you are. Um, what are they saying to you? What's the what's the temperature of the country right now with the direction of the country? Because I have a funny feeling the American people are kind of fed up with all of this nonsense. To be quite honest, I think it depends on whether it's the individuals that listen to. A conservative outlets like yours or people who just to get their news feeds from big tech social media giants and the mainstream media uh, because you know the mainstream media is not covering all the abuse the, the loss of freedoms uh, that we certainly cover on on conservative uh, outlets and so it's, it's it's we're a divided nation we're also a divided nation because of identity politics you've got democrats telling all these groups that republicans hate them we don't it's just not true uh, we care about every American. We, we have compassion for them. But they're pushing that, that hate. They're exacerbating the divide. And that, you know, we, re- we really need to heal and unify this nation. That, right now, that is the greatest threat to this country is the division. And I, I always used to say it was the fact that we're mourning our kids' future. Right now, I'd say the division being pushed and exacerbated by, exacerbated by the left is the greatest threat to our country. You know, I, I got to tell you, I think, uh, Senator, that um, we're beginning to turn the corner on that. I, I really do. I think that uh, the Twitter files, uh, these, these, these constant indictments and harassment of Donald Trump by the DOJ have laid bare a lot of things. And then you also combine that with 74% of us feel the country is headed in the wrong direction. I, I To me, that says that maybe we can come together on the love of the country. Maybe we can do that. Uh, right now, the Democrat Party is... I, I don't even know what the hell has happened to the Democrat Party, to be quite honest. Uh, they support so many insane things. Uh, and then Robert Kennedy Jr. comes along, and i got to tell you, Senator, he's saying things that John F. Kennedy would have said. He's saying things that my dad, who died 30 years ago as a World War II veteran, he would have voted for. And yet he is being shut down. How many people do you suppose that, that his message is kind of the undercurrent of Democrats who still care about our country? Listen, I've gotten to know Bobby Kennedy. We fought the same fights in terms of getting the truth out about COVID and the vaccines and vaccine injuries. I think he's a good person. I think he makes an awful lot of common sense. I think uh, 
what he is saying is resonating. He, he doesn't want to be nasty. I mean, he, he even you know, you know, held an olive branch out to the Democrats, who in return were just vicious to him in that uh, House hearing. So now I think there's not because the mainstream media won't let him on their outlets. Uh, he's he's got an open mind. He's going on all these conservative outlets, and I think uh, there are a lot of conservatives that appreciate what he's doing, his courage to tell the truth, and uh, his his open mindedness. So I, I think that's a fascinating thing that's happening on the in the Democrat primary over there. He's the last Democrat that I can remember, the first Democrat I can remember in my lifetime, and I've been on the planet 57 years, who has uh, resonated um, so well with uh, just people who are patriotic. Because most of the time it's just screaming, I hate this and I hate that and racism and this and that. And it's awful and they promise things that they're going to fix and they never fix anything. And it's kind of nice to see Bobby Kennedy doing that. I'm not saying I support him. He's got a D in front of his name. I don't trust the Democrat Party. And he's also bat guano crazy on, a, on some, some issues like green energy. But, uh, you know... You know, it is kind of refreshing to hear somebody as a Democrat who doesn't hate the country. Finally, I want to ask you this. Yesterday, we had these UFO hearings, and, and this could easily be a punchline, but this sounds kind of serious. Uh, I personally am fascinated by it. I would like to know, um, are you taking these hearings seriously? I mean, these people, the three credible witnesses yesterday on Capitol Hill swearing under oath that but bodies and, uh, and craft have been recovered, what are your thoughts on this? And what, what should we say as a country if this actually has happened? Well, I have to admit, I'm, I'm not following the hearings closely. Now, I do understand the limitations <laughs> of uh, you know, space travel and yes. the speed of light. And I know how many light years some yes. of these uh, other systems are away from us. So yeah. well, let me just say, I've, I've got my doubts. But look, <laughs> the federal government owes it to you know, explain these anomalies. What's pulling off here? You know, let's do a little research. Be a little more open. You know, we, we way overclassify material, I think, to the detriment of the public. Now, uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you on the evidence of aliens among us. Uh, if you just take a look at Adam Schiff and Kamala Harris, I think we have some pretty good, uh, pretty good idea that they're here among us <laughs> anyway. Senator, I appreciate your time today, and, and I know that it, it's got to be, uh, you know, pretty darn, it's not an easy time to be, it's never been easy to be a senator, but now it's got to be really hard. You're doing interviews, you've got a lot of things on your plate. Um, and is, is there any way, I know that you, you went through a lot of legal battles, how, how are you doing on that direction? Can, can we uh, assist you as an audience, uh, considering all of the, uh, the slings and arrows that you have uh, experienced, uh, or are you golden, and if not, uh, where can people uh, follow you on social the best way to help is to pray for your country amen and brother be kind, be kind to one another help us unify and heal this nation that's what we need to do that's what we that's what we're here for sir i appreciate your time today and uh, godspeed and have a glorious weekend okay take care bye all right let's take a break that is ron johnson senator from wisconsin let's take a break this is the rob carson show so uh last night on the rob schmidt show on newsmax Sebastian Gorka hosted, and I got to tell you, he's just so good. He, uh, Seb is so laid back and authoritative, and uh, just a wonderful show last night. Uh, 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 really, I think I think you're going to enjoy the lineup on uh, No Newsmax. It's just a lot of goodness. It's what Fox used to be. I'm serious. It is, and they're getting the guests that uh, that Fox got. Um, including people like Victor Davis Hanson. Tonight on Rob Schmidt, you know, was hosting tonight, already hosted once this week. Matt Gates. Matt Gates filling in. I'm going to tell you, and Matt Gates, he owns it with authority. I mean, I do this for a living. He steps in on camera 
with uh, with a, a microphone and and owns it. I mean, just really. I, I look forward to Matt. Matt is always just outstanding, outstanding. Oh, uh, one more note on the space alien visitation. This is <laughs> this is Senator John Kennedy on uh, on the aliens and why the aliens haven't made themselves known to us in Washington D.C. Common sense is illegal. I swear to God and all the angels. Yes, true. <laughs> you know, I, I remember when the kitchen table issues mattered more than pronouns. Yeah. When boys weren't allowed to compete in girls' sports. Yeah, I know. When truth mattered a lot more than political correctness. There is that. Yeah. Maybe that's why the aliens won't talk to us. Yeah. Maybe they think we're too stupid to even talk to. <laughs> There you go. That is uh, Kennedy for uh, Senate. Uh, that's an ad. I think that's brilliant. I, I I just I like that guy. I I like listening to him talk. He's just matter of fact and uh, and just awesome. I I love that guy. All right. I think uh, I think we have a little time for a catch the stupid update. For those of you who are new to the show, I say don't catch the stupid at the end of my TV show because we went through a lot of stupid the last couple of years. And and honestly, if you fell, I mean, you didn't fall for it. They tried to get you to fall for stupid crap like Russia collusion or, you know, uh, standing six feet from somebody will keep you from getting the deadliest virus in in the history of mankind or wearing a, a paper mask would help you get it. So I say, don't catch the stupid because if you do catch the stupid, you do stupid crap like that. And so I came up with this. So a U.S. women's uh, spark another fury with another listless rendition of the Star-Spangled Banner at the World Cup. Holland's team playing the U.S. women's team proudly sang their national anthem with their arms wrapped around each other. They're, uh, they're uh, Holland, they're, they're, what's their anthem? We wear wooden shoes and have windmills and something like that anyway. The Dutch team proudly uh, sang their anthem. They had their arms around each other, and they began, uh, you know, singing and everything. And uh, our team, they just kind of stood there. So half of them were singing, half of them weren't singing. Those who did, Alex Morgan, Julie Ertz, Lindsay Horan, appeared to mumble the words rather than sing them out loud. So another uh, supporter said, why would you play for USA but not participate in the national anthem? Embarrassing and... uh, and, and, and bad. I mean, it is. Honestly, don't represent the damn country if you can't sing the anthem. You know, don't, don't expect the glory of, uh, of being a team with USA on your uh, jersey and hate the team. I mean, dear God, are you really seriously? You know, you're going to play for the Dallas Cowboys and you're going to say, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, it's a little more ex- existential because you're living in a country that provides you with opportunities, etc. But they continue to do this uh, this crap. Uh, so uh, five others did put their hands on their heart. Um, and uh, and Megan Rapinoe is now playing in her final World Cup. She is um, she is uh, there as a substitute. And she in 2019 said she would never put her hand over her heart and would never sing the national anthem again. And consequently, uh, Megan Rapinoe has killed women's soccer in America. Pretty much. Stupid, 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 stupid. Just plain stupid. Stupid is stupid, does Miss Blue. Who got stupid? 
It really is. You're too uh, stupid to have a good time. What was it about 12 years ago when Brandy Chastain and the women won the, the championship? And Brandy Chastain came running out on the field like male athletes do, and she slid down on her knees and she threw her jersey up in the air, and it was awesome. And, and girls, young women, little girls felt really, really strong about it. It was empowered because there are a million ways to empower yourself. You don't need approval from Brandy Chastain. But I thought it was a really great moment. I remember that. I thought it was cool because women frequently, the only thing they play for is the honor of playing. They don't get massive uh, careers, uh, pro careers, making hundreds of millions of dollars like men. They play for scholarships, and most of the time they never get anything out of it after they leave it. So I thought it was great, and I think this team is an insult. Let's uh, take a break, come back and wrap things up. This is the Rob Carson Show. A very special thank you to Senator Ron Johnson for appearing on the show today. If you'd like to hear the podcast of the show and see all the digital platforms, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. That's Newsmax.com slash listen. I hope you feel good about living in America, guys. Things are going to get better. Good will win. God bless you. Until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.